it's Andrew Duncan here. This is the Agent Monday podcast. Today I'm going to talk to you about appraisals, specifically how to provide your clients with a world best appraisal process. I call it a five star appraisal. Every appraisal you get is obviously a golden opportunity. It's a job interview that you need to ace to have any chance of winning the business. This is our time to shine. This is our opportunity to meet a new client, to secure a listing, which leads to a sale. It's everything to a real estate agent. So, you know, how do you make the most of these opportunities? I'm also aware that, you know, as people get further into their real estate careers, it's super easy to get to a stage where you're just kind of going through the motions. Uh, where you kind of, you know, you've done so many of these that, you know, you just kind of have your habits and you, you get a bit set in your ways. And it's nice to kind of freshen things up and take a step back and think, how can I get a little bit better? Because if you could increase your appraisal to listing conversion rate, it obviously makes a huge difference to your income and your business and your confidence in general. You know, if you can go from converting one out of every five appraisals to a listing to converting three or four, then you know, that's huge. You know, you're essentially going to triple your business overnight. There's another aspect to it, which is I think you're with new agents. It's also quite easy to just treat appraisal opportunities like your colleagues do. You know, you just follow the herd. You just do what your what the other agents in your office do. And I think that's a real must opportunity to uh, think about from your point of view, you know, to get creative and think, how can I actually make the most of these I don't have to do what everyone else does. I can have my own system, my own process. How would I treat these situations if I really wanted to knock it out of the park, if I really wanted to impress the owners that I was working with and increase my chances of winning the business? And it really is a process. It's not about having the gift of the gab or having the coolest script that uh, you know that some really experienced suave agent has. There's so much you can do just by following a good process, and that's what this is all about. So the exercise I want to encourage you to do is to block out 30 minutes of your day, turn off your computer, turn off your phone, put a do not disturb sign on your door, which is a great idea for any real estate office anyway, get some paper and sit down and imagine what, from an owner's point of view, what would be, you imagine going on like a first class flight or staying at a Hilton hotel, what would that level of service look like if applied to a real estate appraisal. You know, imagine if you were doing an appraisal for a property that was worth $20 million, you know, and the commission was just going to be hundreds of thousands of dollars. What would you do to win that business? Let your mind wander. Don't think about practicality. Don't think about what you can provide personally. Think about what you would do if if you could spare no expense. How would you impress those owners? Write down every single thing you can think of. Don't hold anything back. Once you've gone through that exercise, we're going to look through that list and think about what you can add to your process that you aren't already doing. This is quite a well-known kind of process that people use in business. You know, if you want to design a really exceptional customer experience, you first imagine what the absolute premium would be, and then you pair that back to what you can actually provide. And what you'll end up with is something far better than you might have otherwise because you've started from what the absolute goal level service bar would look like. So it's just a really cool process to think about. And you can apply this to not just appraisals, but to uh, open homes, um, to settlement days, uh, 
anything you can think of, maybe a buyer coming in for an offer, you can apply this kind of what would a five star service level process look like and then trim that back to what you can actually provide. And what you're going to do once you've achieved that is design a checklist of what you've committed to doing and you're going to use that checklist for every single appraisal and you're going to have your manager or a colleague hold you accountable. Now here's a little hint. A five-star appraisal process starts long before you walk in the door. When I've done this exercise with agents before, one of the mistakes they make is to is to start at the appointment and think, well, how would I make that appointment? Cool. No, no, no. It starts well before that. It starts from the very moment the inquiry comes in from the owner. And there should be multiple points in your process that help you establish trust and credibility before you go to actually visit the owner's house. If you're not taking steps to show them that you're proficient at what you do long before you walk in the door, then you're missing, again, a golden opportunity. When I was selling actively, I I really liked to try and be five steps ahead of my competition. By the time I went to see those owners, even if I'd never met them before, they knew I was good at real estate, they knew that I knew how to sell houses, uh, they knew that I was organized, um, that I was interested in their property. And so you think about it from that point of view, if I'm going and warmed up like that and the other agents hasn't contacted them all at all and just turns up to the appointment, you know, I'm definitely on the front foot. So when you think about your process, start really early on from the moment you get that, that inquiry. And I'll talk more about this in a second. Here's another hint. Most salespeople spend far more time worrying about what price to appraise the property at. What's this place worth? rather than thinking about how they can add value to the owner's selling process and about how they can provide an exceptional level of service. Okay, it's really easy to get stuck on, you know, is this place worth um, 800,000 or 1.2 million or, you know, what did the one down the street sold for? And is this one a little bit better and get really stuck in that valuer mode? So just keep in mind that the appraisal range is, is very important but it's just one small part of the whole process and there are numerous ways that you can show owners that you care uh, take an interest um, that don't revolve around the price and if you just focus on the price and if all the other agents just focus on the price on the appraisal range that is then what have the owners got to separate you on nothing but the price so naturally whoever has the highest appraisal prices and the lowest commission and that sort of combination of those two variables is probably going to win the business So if you can separate yourself with your service level, I believe you stand a chance of protecting your opportunity, your chance at getting that business, even if your appraisal value range is slightly different from the very top one, or your commission rate is more expensive than the cheapest option. But you've got to give the owners a reason to pick you, right? Like that's got to be your service level that makes you stand out. So this is what this five-star appraisal idea is all about. Now, I'm going to run you through what I brainstormed as a five-star appraisal experience. Bear in mind, please, you know, you should also go through this exercise yourself. I'm going to give you my thoughts to kind of give you a starting point and give you some ideas, but you should try and make this your own. You're welcome to use my steps. You're welcome to take them and, and take this whole thing and run with it as your own. But it's also, I think, worthwhile ensuring that the process that you put into place in your business is one that you really believe in. You know, and if you've put your own uh, effort and thought into that, you're going to be excited about delivering that to your clients. So I'll give you my thoughts, but please do block out that time in your diary some point in the next day or two 
take 30 minutes, turn off your phone, turn off your computer, and just let your mind wander and come up with your business class flight <laughs> service level, you know, really attentive Hilton's, Hilton Hotel level uh, appraisal process. Without further ado, here is my five-star appraisal experience. First thing that happens, an inquiry comes in. Might be my email, might be by phone, might be a message, might be a text. We want to target a maximum of a 30-minute response time to appraisal requests. So when the email comes in, or the phone call comes in, or the text message comes in, you want to get back to that owner within 30 minutes. Especially if that inquiry comes in between, say, 8 a.m. and 6 p.m. If it's outside of those times, getting back to them the next day is not so bad, right? Like, you, you can't be on duty 24-7. That's just silly. You've got to have time off. But if the, if the inquiry comes in during business hours, it's reasonable to expect that you get back to them within 30 minutes. Now, this is challenging if you're busy and you're having appointments and you might be in an appraisal yourself, you know, which can go for three hours. So it won't always be perfect, uh, but try and aim for that. If you've got a um, assistant in your team, you know, a, a PA or an, or an OA, um, then they can support you in this, right? If they know you're in a two-hour appointment and they see that sort of inquiry come in, they can follow the process and get the ball rolling to ensure that that level of service is, is maintained. So make sure you brief your team on what your expectations are around this. Now, when you respond to that appraisal request, my personal preference is that you get on the phone if you can. A lot of these inquiries come in by email, right? But if there is a phone number there, or if you can find a phone number for that client, pick up the phone and call them rather than responding by email if you can. Reason for that is, is, you, is you want to start building rapport right from the beginning. And when you call that owner, the scripts that you'd be using would be to say, hey, thanks so much for your inquiry. Really excited to come around and see you. Do you have time for a very quick chat now just so I can ask you a few questions? Really important to check with them that they've got a little bit of time before you start peppering them with, with questions. And some questions to ask on that very first initial phone call are, you know, how long have you lived in your home? Why are you thinking of selling at this time? Can you tell me a little bit about your property just so I you know, can think about it and get prepared before I come and visit you? What renovations have you done while you've been there? Most importantly, what was it that made you call me? Once you've got that information, don't make that phone call too long. Jump off the phone. You know, book the appointment, obviously. Uh, now, booking the appointment is a really key part too. I think it's slightly dangerous to just say a, a wide-ranging time like, hey, what time would suit you? Because, you know, there's a risk that the owners will say, well, Saturday at 7 p.m. suits me. And obviously that's not great for you and your family. So um, once you find out kind of what their situation is, you might suggest two or three appointment times. You might say, hey, look, great. Well, I've, I've got a gap at, uh, on Wednesday at 2 p.m. or Thursday at 5.30. Would either of those suit you? And the owners might say yes, or they might say no, but you can negotiate a kind of meeting time from there. I quite like giving the owners two or three options initially because it shows that you're busy and people want to deal with a busy, successful agent. If you show them that your diary is completely open-ended and you can go see them whenever they want, to me, I think that's a little bit dangerous and it kind of sends the wrong message to an owner. So just one thing to think about when you're booking your times. The next step in the appraisal process is to reward the referral source if there is one. So when you ask the owner, what was it that made you contact me? If they say, oh, well, you know, our friend Jill down the road, you know, she said she sold a home with you last year and you were really good. 
awesome. That's really, you know, you'd say to the owner, hey, that's wonderful. We get a lot of our business from referrals. That's so nice of Jill to recommend me. And when you get off the phone, you're going to immediately drop a box of chocolates or something nice round to that person who referred you to this new owner. Regardless of whether it turns into a listing or not, you want to reward the referring behavior, right? Because that, that's all that that person can control is refer you. It doesn't matter whether it turns into a listing or not. Just reward the referral source. Next, you're going to send an email confirming the appointment time with the appraisal owner. Straight away, as soon as, it, as soon as you get off the phone, hey, look, thanks so much for answering my questions on the phone. Just confirming our appointment is on Thursday at 5.30, whatever it might be. Your next step, and this is pretty immediately as well, is to get a pre-listing kit delivered. And ideally, this should go out to the owner on the very same day. If that appraisal request was received between, say, 8 a.m. and 3 p.m., now, this could just be super simple. It could just be a nice box of fudge and a handwritten card or a box of chocolates, you know, and a card saying, hey, thanks so much for getting in touch. You know, really excited to meet you on Thursday. Or you can do a full-on kind of real estate pre-listing kit. But speed and efficiency is more important than volume. Uh, so you're better off to do something quick that just you know, recognizes the contact rather than a plethora of documents which the owner probably won't read that arrives two days later. Now, I've got a big article on the Agent Monday site about pre-listing kits and what you should put in them and different options and things. So I'll link to that in the show notes and in the post that goes with this podcast. So if you're interested in learning more about that, I really encourage you to check that guide out. Now, in most circumstances, you'll have a kind of two to three day gap between when you receive that initial appraisal inquiry and when you actually go around to see those owners for the appointment. So you've got a bit of a window here, and most agents do nothing in that window. <laughs> and again, it's a, a massive opportunity lost. In my opinion, you want to use those two or three days to really start to establish your credibility as a real estate agent. And what I mean by that is, when you turn up on their doorstep and knock on their door, they might not have even met you before, but they already know that you know how to sell real estate, right? And that you're organized. That's predetermined, you know, now they just need to decide if they actually like you in person, right? And the way to do that is to be in contact with them for that two to three days. So first email that should go out. This could be done by your PA, OA, or, or, you know, or you yourself. Make sure you have it set up as a template. And this is where you would send them their property details from your property database. So in New Zealand, we have like Property Guru or RPNZ. So you'd print out the details of the property on those sites, send it to the owners and say, hey, here are your property's details on Property Guru. Can you confirm that these are correct? And now what you're doing here is you're allowing the owners an opportunity to tell you if they disagree with any of those things or if they think the floor area is wrong. I can't tell you how many times I've turned up to an appraisal in my career, taken my RPNZ sheet or property guru sheet, you know, and the floor area says 120, and the owners say, well, that's not right. You know, our floor area is 150. And if you only uncover that at the appointment, then everything you say after that in the appointment, they're not going to believe because they're going to think you're basing your opinions and your appraisal price on the wrong data, on the wrong figures. So... Get this, any discrepancies like this out of the way early by giving your 
appraisal owner an opportunity to tell you that what the property sites have on their databases is incorrect. Next email, and this could be in the same, you could combine these, but you could also do it as a separate email, would be a, uh, sending the owners a quick guide to say, you know, here's the kind of info that would be useful to have ready for our appraisal. And you might say to them, hey, it'd be really useful if you could have your latest rates invoice, um, you know, any plans for any future renovations that, uh, that you might be considering, um, you know, any quotes for recent work that you've done or future ideas for the home and any past valuations of the property. Now, you could get, you could expand on that list if you want to, but a lot of owners, what we're trying to do here is a lot of owners love to share their plans for the property. And it's a great way that you can show interest in them and what they had dreamed of for this home. Often owners perceive that these uh, details add a lot of value, right? Like if they know that, hey, I've investigated with the council that I could turn the basement into a separate flat and I haven't gone through with it, but just so you know, it could happen. Like owners love to share this stuff with you. So if you give them an opportunity, if you proactively say you're really interested in that, again, it builds so much rapport, really gets you on side with the owners and it's something that other agents simply won't do. You want to be slightly careful that you're not, you know, hounding the owner with jobs to do. So you want to make sure this comes across as like a you showing interest kind of approach um, so you always want to be gentle with that but you want to give owners an opportunity to share with you everything they know about their own property and the dreams they had for that home if they were staying one more thing you can suggest to the owners before you get there is to say you know have you checked your home's value on you know in new zealand we use homes.co.nz or trade me property insights Now, first of all, you as the salesperson should definitely check these numbers because it's highly likely the owner will. So you should know before you visit the property, what are the online valuation sites saying this home is worth? And what I'm suggesting is that you also send those links to the owner to A, acknowledge that you've checked these sites because that'll impress the owners, but B, to say to the owners, look, here's what your, your, your home is value at on these three different websites. Now, this does not create any sort of limitation you know, as to what your home is worth. And you know, we, we go through our own valuation process, but it's important for us to be aware of what these numbers are because all the buyers are going to look at them, right? So whatever those valuations online are, if they're wrong or right or not, you're going to need to have a strategy around them when you take that property to the market. So by sharing them with the owner, you create a talking point for the appraisal. You know, so then you turn up to the appraisal and say, hey, look, did you get a, get a look at those valuations? What did you think? Oh, gosh, they're really low. Yeah, I thought so too. <laughs> like, again, it's just straight into a discussion about it. But you, you get that out in the open and, and you, you can move forward from there rather than it becoming an issue later on. But most importantly, you got to know what those numbers are before you walk in the door. Next step in the five-star appraisal process is you could have your... OA or your PA or you yourself, prepare an appraisal document in advance, but just leave the price to fill in. I know that might sound a bit strange, but basically you're you're trying to speed up the process. Uh, so if you have like a standard kind of, hey, this is, you know, here is our appraisal document. This is what you send to the owner to, you know, to be the the piece of paper that confirms, you know, what you think the house is worth, what you're quoting for commission, what the market is going to cost, you know, more about you, et cetera, et cetera. I'm suggesting you prepare that in advance of the appraisal so that you can either take it along with you and fill the price in while you're there 
or you can fill the price in after the appointment and essentially send it to them like 10 minutes after you complete the appointment or the moment you get back to the office. How impressive is that? You know, how many agents take days to send their appraisal document through to the owner? What if you sent yours in 10 minutes? What if you were the quickest one to send your appraisal document through because it was all filled in with the address and property details and everything? You just had to add the price. How cool is that? Next step in the five-star appraisal process is before you go to the property to order a copy of the title or deed, um, if it's a cross-lease property, order the flats plan. Get the lease agreement. Have a quick look through those. See if you can spot anything strange before the appraisal. That way, when you go to the property, you can say, hey, look, I just noticed on your title there was this easement. You know, do you know anything about that? Um, you know, can you, can you talk to that at all? Um, did you look at that when you brought the property? And they may not. A lot of people don't. But how impressive does that look if you've already done that research before you walk in the door? Like, to me, that shows the owners that you really care. Now, you've taken time out of your day to find out as much as you can about their property before you arrive. Like, preparation is super impressive. And again, a lot of other agents won't do that. Next up, this might sound a bit stalkerish, but I think it's a cool idea, is to look up the owner on Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, see if you can find out where they work, see if you have any mutual friends, mutual interests, see if you can find discussion points that are going to help you build rapport in your appraisal. So if you uh, look them up on LinkedIn and find out that they work for the Ministry of Health, and you might also know someone that works for the Ministry of Health, and you can chat to them about that and say, do you know so-and-so, and what do you do there, and yeah. You, I think it's you want to be careful that you don't want to turn up at the appraisal and sort of act like you know everything about them because that might freak some people out. But I think you can do this in a subtle way which helps you have discussion points to fall back on during the appraisal that help you build rapport, right? So the more information you have, the better. Potentially, say you look them up on LinkedIn and you find out that they're actually a property valuer and you didn't know that. Imagine if you didn't know that and you turned up to the house and started harping on about what the market's doing and this person's a registered valuer and you're telling them what's happening. Like, they already know. Like, you should be asking them, like, what do they think of the market right now? Like, the more information you have before you walk in the door, the better. Before you go to the appointment, the one last thing you want to do before you arrive is you want to text the owner on the day of your appraisal confirming the time you're going around and you want to make sure it still suits them in addition to this as soon as they uh and i should have added this right at the start as soon as they book the appointment i would actually um send them a calendar invite uh to to the appointment that you put into your calendar um but also text them on the day of the appointment confirming the time that you're going around make sure it still suits them give them an opportunity to adjust it if you know, they've had a sudden situation come up, you know, there's something happening with the kids, maybe someone in the family is sick. Life happens and you need to um, be helpful to your clients because people, if they're thinking of selling, they'll probably get really busy lives, probably got growing families. And so you can be, you can proactively make things easier for them by just confirming the time and let them know that if they need to change anything, they can contact you. Right. So after all of those steps, we're actually ready to go to the appraisal. We're finally here. What do you want to take with you? I would take 
a, a seller survey and owner questionnaire, which is actually something that uh, I've put into that pre-listing article guide as well. I would take an example marketing calendar um, for the kind of steps that you go through for a, your standard kind of marketing plan. I would take an example of one of your regular vendor activity reports to show the owners you know, how you keep in touch during the process, which can often be a concern for owners when they're jumping in. You know, What's your communication going to be like? So take some proof that you actually do communicate with owners and, and that you do a thorough job of it. I would take a sheet, like a one-page sheet that talks through your key points of difference. What makes you and your company different from the competition? I'd probably take some nice biscuits along. You know, Usually when you get to an appraisal, the owner's going to offer you a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. Pretty cool to pull out some fancy biscuits at the same time and, and take those along. Um, if you know that the owners have um, you know, a dog, you might take some dog treats. Or if you know that the owners have kids, you might take something for the kids as well. Um, just really nice little touches to, um, to show that you really care and that you're interested. And then basically the goal of the appointment is to show interest to ask as many questions as you can. The owners should be talking far more than you at the appraisal. Take your time viewing the property. Really get to know it as much as you can. Just relax and have a chat. And I've got another article about you know how to really get good at the actual appraisal presentation itself, which I'll link to here. This, uh, this what we're talking about right now is more about the kind of process around the appraisal, but I've got a, another guide with all sorts of questions that you can ask owners while you're, while you're there. So I'll, I'll put a link to that in this guide as well. Now, following that appraisal appointment, my suggestion is you phone the owners back the following day and say, hey, thank you so much for having me around yesterday. It was a real pleasure meeting you. Um, did you have any thoughts following our chat? Was there anything you know, that you wanted to discuss? Basically giving them an opportunity to say, yes, we're keen to go with you. Or, you know, oh, we forgot to ask you about X. Or, yeah, we've still got two, in- two agents to interview. You know, we'll get back to you after Saturday. But I think it is worth making that following day phone call to show them that you're keen and show them that they should let you know as soon as they've made a decision. The other step you want to take following the actual appointment, and I love this one. I got them from one of the um, agents I coached on Waiheke Island a few years ago, and it was to send an email debrief with a summary of the key points covered in your conversation with the owners at the appraisal. So send them a quick email and say, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, it was a real pleasure meeting you yesterday. I just wanted to, to you know, send through a summary of what we talked about. You mentioned the following as being really important to you. You know, um, you guys are, are, are trying to move city next month. And so, you know, timing is really tricky. Um, you know, you're concerned about this. Uh, you're, you're worried that this might be a challenge. What you're doing here, like, obviously they know all these things, right? Like they told you, but what you're doing with this email debrief is you're showing them that you actually listened, that you heard them, that you took note of what they said. This is super impressive to me. I think it's so important to acknowledge with people that you've met that, hey, look, I, I, I took note of that. You didn't just tell me that and it went in one ear and out the other. That's such a good way to impress the owners. So just a quick email with bullet points. Hey, you mentioned this is being important to you. Please let me know if there's anything I missed. Or you might also add, hey, these are the recommendations I mentioned. You know, get your front gate painted, um, paint your front step, 
focus on decluttering, uh, you know, and tidying up the yard space are the best ways for you to add value. Um, so you could just throw in those kind of points that you might have said to the owner as you walked around the property as a reminder for them of, of what you were recommending to add value. Next up in this five-star appraisal process is to just take 10 minutes. Again, turn off your phone if you have to, turn off your emails, and stop and brainstorm how you could proactively help that owner solve any problems they might be facing. You know, did they have a job on their to-do list that they mentioned that, you know, maybe one of your local contacts could help them with? Did they have a bit of a challenge with a maybe a, a door that was, you know, a bit stuck when it was closing or, um, you know, maybe it's a really loud tap in their kitchen. Who knows? Whatever it might be, just have a think about that and think if there's someone that you know in your local context that could assist them, right? And then you want to make that introduction. You might say to the owners, hey, look, by the way, we spoke about this challenge you were having. I do know a really good plumber who could help you out or I do have a really good handyman. Be happy to introduce you if you'd like. Let me know and I can, I can get in touch with them. This is such a good way to add value because a lot of owners don't have access to local tradespeople. They don't have someone that they could call up and come around and fix a gate that sticks when they try to close it or, you know, replace a, a rotten piece of a fence. Like, people don't have access to people who will come and do small jobs like that. And if they started calling people from Google, they wouldn't know who to trust. So if you can suggest people that you have confidence in that you've used before, owners will love you for it. If you get a second meeting, and a lot of people do like a two-step appraisal process, one point I'd add would be to um, take along a listing authority while you're there and even start filling it in while you're walking around the property again if you want to. And on that note, I think it's a good idea to ask for another quick look around the home. This might sound strange, but when you go around for that second visit, I've seen agents do this in the past and I think it's really clever, where the first thing you do when you walk in the door is say, hey, look, would you mind if I just had another quick look around your home? I, you know, I did see it just recently, but I just really want to make sure I didn't miss anything. You know, you always see more on the second time around. I want to appreciate as much of your home as I can. Is that cool with you? And owners love this. You just go for a quick look around the house because it's true. You do see more the second time around. And throughout that second meeting, again, I'll link to this. I've got another guide on sort of like soft closes and, you know, what to say to the owner at that second meeting, which I'll link to here. But essentially, the idea is to ask them soft closing questions that try to, um, you know, bring this to a head, try to hopefully win the business for you if we can. Last but not least, I think you should give those owners a gift just for giving you the appraisal opportunity. Essentially a thank you for the appraisal gift. It might just be a bottle of wine as you walk out the door back to your car after that second meeting, regardless of whether you're going to get the listing or not. And it might just have a card that says, hey, no matter what, I've absolutely loved meeting with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Uh, Again, this should happen regardless of whether you get the business or not. But imagine it from an owner's point of view. Like you've done two meetings, you've done all this contact with them, you've showed all this interest, and then you drop a box of chocolates in the litter box that just with a card that just says, it was an absolute pleasure meeting with you. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's that much harder to pick someone else when you've gone to that level of service to show them that you care and that you value this chance, this opportunity. So you're just stacking the cards, you know, on your side of the deck, right? Uh, and that's what all this five-star appraisal process is about you know how can we stack as many chips as we can in your corner so that it's really hard for the owners to pick someone else 
How can we do as many things as possible that the other agents won't do so that you stand out from the crowd? Now, before I go, I'm just going to add, please don't be overawed by the number of tasks I have just run through. I know it might sound like a lot. Now, it would be natural to take that and say, oh, screw that, that's too much. I, I can't do all that. What I would suggest you do is take one or two things and add them to your process. Take the one or two that are easiest to implement, add them to your process, right? Once you get comfortable with that, if you want to, you can come back, listen again, add a few more in three months or six months' time. I really feel that any of those steps that you add is just going to increase your chances of winning the business, which is damn cool. And again, if you go from winning two out of every five appraisals to winning three out of every five, gosh, that that could be tens of thousands of dollars more income for you each year, each and every year. So don't be overawed. Don't be put off by the detail in that process. Take what you can from it. Implement what you can, even if it's only one thing. And let's help you win some more listings. Good luck out there. Thank you so much for listening. If you have questions about this appraisal process or just appraisals in general and you want to talk more about it, um, shoot me an email, andrew at agentmonday.co.nz. I'd love to hear from you. Love to hear what you think of this. If you've implemented this strategy and it's worked for you, then I'd really love to hear about that too. I wish you all the very best. Agent Monday is an exclusive content marketing club for real estate professionals. We give you helpful educational info to share with your audience and teach you how to use it to grow your business. To find out more, visit agentmonday.com.